I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Now, we're reading the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament, in chronological order, and therefore... We are looking at 2 Samuel and 1 Chronicles simultaneously. Today's reading is 2 Samuel chapter 5, beginning with verse 11, down through chapter 6, verse 23, and also 1 Chronicles chapters 13 through 16. Now, you'll notice that some of the events in 1 Chronicles and 2 Samuel are recorded in a little different order in these chapters, and so we'll be following the ordering of 2 Samuel. First of all, we find that King David, he has more wives and more kids. Be looking at 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 11 through 16. And 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. We'll be looking at 1 Chronicles 13 in just a few moments. 2 Samuel five eleven, And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons, and they built David in house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people Israel's sake. And David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem, after he was come from Hebron. And there were yet sons and daughters born to David. And these be the names of those that were born unto him in Jerusalem, Shammua, and Shobab, and Nathan, and Solomon, Ibhar also, and Elishua, and Nepheg, and Japhiah, and Elishama, and Eliada, and Eliphalet. Now the same passage, but over in First Chronicles chapter 14, beginning with verse 1. Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David in timber of cedars, and masons and carpenters, to build an house. And David perceived that the Lord had confirmed him king over Israel, for his kingdom was lifted up on high because of his people Israel. And David took more wives at Jerusalem, and David begat more sons and daughters. Now these are the names of his children, which he had in Jerusalem, Shammua, and Shobab, and Nathan, and Solomon, and Ibhar, and Elishua, and Alphalet, and Nogam, and Nepheg, and Japhia, and Elishama, and Beeliada, and Elephalet. Well, with lots of wives, you get lots of children. No, no, this is not all of them by a long shot, but these are the ones that were born in Jerusalem. We find a list of those born in Hebron along with these also in First Chronicles chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 16 through 17 says of a future king of Israel, says this, But he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt, to the end that he should multiply horses. For as much as the Lord hath said unto you, ye shall henceforth return no more that way, neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away, neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. Now the Hebrew word for multiply there means to create an abundance. It appears that David had an abundance of wives, contrary to the law of Moses. 
In the next passage, we find that uh, David has a couple of bouts with the Philistines. We'll be looking at 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 17 to 25, and 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 8 through 17. 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 17. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David, and David heard of it and went down to the hold. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Raphaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there, and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then shalt thou bestir thyself, for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so, as the Lord had commanded him, and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gezer. Now the account over in First Chronicles chapter 14, beginning with verse 8. And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David, and David heard of it and went out against them. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Raphaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines, and wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thine hand. So they came up to Baal-perazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies by mine hand, like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore they called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And when they had left their gods there, David gave a commandment, and they were burned with fire. And the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. Therefore David inquired again of God, and God has said unto him, Go not up after them, turn away from them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And it shall be... When thou shalt hear a sound of going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt go out to battle, for God has gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. David therefore did as God commanded him, and they smote the host of the Philistines from Gibeon, even to Gezer. And the fame of David went out into all lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all nations." Well, for the Philistines, their trouble has just begun with David now as king of Israel. They finally figure out that David is, in fact, their enemy. Remember back in 1 Samuel chapter 29 when David was being pursued by Saul? Among whom did he live? Well, it was the Philistines. But now he's the king of the nation that happens to be their enemy. David seems to have gotten a honeymoon period with the Philistines while he was just the king over Judah. But here they come against David now that he's king over all of Israel. David consults his battle planner, Jehovah, twice in this passage, as a matter of fact, and soundly defeats the Philistines in northern Judah. In the process of getting trounced by David's army, the Philistines left their idols behind, and David and his men burned those idols. Then, on to their second battle attempt against David. 
Jehovah instructs David to come up from behind them. Boom! Battle over. After those victories, we are told that the nations around Israel feared David and Israel. We notice from 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 25, and 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 16, that David's conquest did not include the city of Gezer. Later, the Egyptian pharaoh conquered Gezer and gave it to Solomon as a dowry for his daughter. That happened in 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 16. Solomon's first wife was the daughter of that pharaoh. Next, we have recorded an unfortunate art accident. Well, it wasn't an accident, really. Uh, I'll show you what I mean in just a few moments. Now, I should point out that uh, we're following the sequence of events in 2 Samuel chapter 6, and we just looked at 2 Samuel chapter 5. Here we're looking at verses 1 through 12, but 1 Chronicles chapter 13 records this after the events of uh, that we saw regarding the battle against the Philistines, and that was 1 Chronicles chapter 14. So we looked at 14 first, and now 13, which sequences nicely with 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 1 through 12. 2 Samuel 6, 1. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000, and David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal to Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drave the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Peri-Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David. But David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom, and all that pertaineth unto him, because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. Now we go over and find the same account in First Chronicles chapter 13, verse 1. Keep in mind, we already looked at First Chronicles chapter 14 with regard to the battle against the Philistines, but we're following the ordering found in Second Samuel chapters 5 and 6. First Chronicles 13, 1. And David consulted with the captains of the thousands and hundreds, and with every leader. And David said unto all the congregation of Israel, If it seem good unto you, and that it be of the Lord our God, let us stand abroad unto our brethren everywhere that are left in all the land of Israel, and with them also to the priests and the Levites, which are in their cities and suburbs, that they may gather themselves unto us, and let us bring again the ark of our God to us, for we inquired not at it in the days of Saul." And all the congregation said that they would do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. 
So David gathered all Israel together and Shihor of Egypt, even unto the entering of Hamath, to bring the ark from Kirjath-Jerim. And David went up in all Israel to Baalah, that is, to Kirjath-Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up thence the ark of God the Lord that dwelleth between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. And they carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab, and Uzzah and Ahio drave the cart. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might, and with singing, and with harps, and with psalteries, and with timbrels, and with cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came into the threshing floor of Kidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him, because he put his hand to the ark, and there he died before God. And David was displeased, because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Wherefore, the name of that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, How shall I bring the ark of God home to me? So David brought not the ark home to himself, to the city of David, but carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that he had. Well, let's transport that ark to its new home in Jerusalem. No, not the big boat. We're talking about the ark of the covenant. It had resided at Shiloh during Eli's day, First Samuel chapter 4. That was before Israel decided to take it to the battle against the Philistines where it was captured. Remember how much grief it gave the Philistines when they captured it, First Samuel chapter 5? Well, Abinadab, a Levite, he's been keeping in his house since they got it back many, many years ago. It had been delivered by the Philistines to Abinadab at Kirjath-Jerim, about eight miles west of Jerusalem, on the border between Benjamin and Judah. Saul made no attempt whatsoever to have the ark returned to its proper home, but David sees the importance and determines to bring it home, well, well, home sorta, because here it's going to Jerusalem. David wants the ark moved to his new capital city. The tabernacle built by Moses is actually set up at Gibeon at this point in time. David gets two professional ark movers to do the job. Abinadab's sons, Ahio and Uzzah, and they're accompanied by 30,000 security guards. Oh, by the way, David, there's a God-approved way to move the ark. But these professionals decide to haul it on a cart instead. Bad mistake. Remember the specific instructions in Exodus chapter 25, verses 12 through 15, regarding the exact procedures for moving the ark? Well, the high-tech oxen-pulled cart is not in that passage, not in any shape, form, or fashion. Well, leading the way was a big band, even included David himself. When the cart begins to tip, Uz is there to steady it with his hand, but then he drops dead. That's no way to carry an ark. Discouraged at the incident and afraid of God, David parks the ark with the Levite for further consideration at a later time. That takes the wind out of that sail. David leaves it there at the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, so he can regroup after this big, big tragedy. It stays there for three months. Incidentally, the house of Obed-Edom prospers as a result of the presence of the ark. We see that in 2 Samuel 6:11 and 1 Chronicles chapter 13, verse 14. Well, in the next section of Scripture, 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 13 to 23, and 1 Chronicles chapter 15, 
we take another shot at getting the ark back to Jerusalem. Now, you notice that we started out with the Battle of the Philistines in Chronicles in chapter 14. Then we went to the moving of the ark, which synced up nicely with the sequence of 2 Samuel 5 and 6. And we looked at chapter 13. Now we skip down in Chronicles to 1 Chronicles chapter 15, where we find the second attempt at getting the ark into Jerusalem. 2 Samuel 6, verse 13. And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings. And David danced before the ark with all his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well to the women as men, to everyone, a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed, every one to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today! who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. And David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord, which chose me before thy father, and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord. And I will yet be more vile than thus, and will be base in mine own sight, and of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor. Therefore Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death. Now over to First Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1. And David made him houses in the city of David, and prepared a place for the ark of God, and pitched for it a tent. Then David said, None ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites, for them hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. And David gathered all Israel together to Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord into his place, which he had prepared for it. And David assembled the children of Aaron and the Levites and the sons of Kohath, Uriel the chief and his brethren in 120, of the sons of Merari, Asaiah, the chief, and his brethren, 220. Of the sons of Gershom, Joel, the chief, and his brethren, 130. Of the sons of Elizaphan, Shemaiah, the chief, and his brethren, 200. Of the sons of Hebron, Eliel, the chief, and his brethren, fourscore. Of the sons of Uziel, Amenadab, the chief, and his brethren, 112. And David called for Zadok and Abiathar the priest, and for the Levites, Uriel, Asaiah, Joel, Shemaiah, and Eliel, and Amenadab. And he said unto them, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren, that ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel into the place that I have prepared for it. Because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order." 
So the priest and the Levite sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon, as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. And David spake to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers with the instruments of music, psalteries and harps and cymbals, sounding by lifting up the voice with joy. So the Levites appointed Heman the son of Joel, and of his brethren Asaph the son of Berechiah, and of the sons of Merari their brethren, Ethan the son of Cushiah. And with them their brethren of the second degree, Zechariah, Ben, Jaaziel, and Shemaramoth, and Jahael, and Unai, Eliab, and Benaiah, and Maaseah, and Mattathiah, and Eliphalam, and Michneiah, and Obed-Edom, and Jael, the porters. So the singers, Heman, Asaph, and Ethan, were appointed to sound with the cymbals of brass, and Zechariah and Azael, and Shemiramoth, and Jehiel, and Unai, and Eliab, and Maaseah, and Benaiah, with psalteries on Alamoth, and Mattathiah, and Elephalah, and Michneiah, and Obed-Edom, and Jehiel, Iel and Azariah with the harps on Shemneth to excel. And Kenaniah, chief of the Levites, was for song. He instructed about the song because he was skillful. And Berechiah and Elkanah were doorkeepers for the ark. And Shebaniah and Jehoshaphat and Nethanael and Amasai and Zechariah and Benaiah and Eliezer, the priest, did blow with the trumpets before the ark of God, and Obed-Edom and Jehiah were doorkeepers for the ark. So David and the elders of Israel and the captains over thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the house of Obed-Edom with joy. And it came to pass when God helped the Levites that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, that they offered seven bullocks and seven rams. And David was clothed with a robe of fine linen, and all the Levites that bear the ark, and the singers, and the Cananeah, the master of the song with the singers. David also had upon him an ephod of linen. Thus all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouting, and with the sound of the cornet, and with trumpets, and with cymbals, making a noise with psalteries and harps. And it came to pass, as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michael, the daughter of Saul, looking out at a window, saw King David dancing and playing, and she despised him in her heart. Well, bad results were experienced on David's first attempt to move the ark to Jerusalem. On this try, some big-time preparations are made. David begins by pulling in his two high priests, Zadok and Abiathar, pulls them in on the deal in verse 11. First, let's get all the priests consecrated. David's order to the Levites to consecrate themselves involves certain prescribed ritual washings and the avoidance of any form of ceremonial defilement, as specified in Leviticus chapter 8, verses 6 through 36. Oh, and most importantly, verse 15 says that they used the poles to carry it as they were supposed to in the first place. One more thing. If we're going to move the ark, let's make it a celebration complete with music. David tells the priest to get the brothers to be the musicians. David's having a big time of celebration when the ark rolls into Jerusalem. Pardon me, there was really no rolling this time. Michael, David's first wife and daughter of Saul, she's not impressed at all. After all, 
Here's David dancing in the streets around the ark in only a linen ephod without his royal garments on. And she's probably thinking, my daddy would never have acted like that. Also remember that she'd been taken away from David by Saul and had been given to another man. Afterward, David reclaimed her to be his wife when he was in a position of strength to do so back in Second Samuel chapter 3. However, also recall when God told Saul through Samuel back in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 8 through 14, that his descendants would not inherit the throne. Now, that's why these three verses are so significant. While she once, in fact, did love David, well, lots happened in between then and now. Now she's just plain old critical. 1 Corinthians 15 simply reports in verse 29 that she despised him in her heart. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 20 actually reports some of the insults she cast at David. After David gives her his get-over-it speech, the passage states that she never bore children to David. That's in verse 23 of 2 Samuel chapter 6. Now, that fulfills the prophecy by Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 8 through 14, where he told Saul that Saul's descendants would never, never, never have a part of the future throne. We should take particular notice of verse 17, which says, And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. David had built a new tabernacle in Jerusalem for the ark of the covenant. The other tabernacle is very, very old at this point in time, and it still resides in Gibeon, according to 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 39 and 40. We're not given any details regarding the construction of the new tabernacle. It obviously had an altar where sacrifices could be made, as was done on this particular day. That brings us to 1 Chronicles chapter 16, the celebration that followed. Verse 1, So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt sacrifices and peace offerings before God. And when David had made an end of offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. And he dealt to every one of Israel, both man and woman, to every one half a loaf of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. And he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. Asaph, the chief, and next to him, Zechariah, Jael, and Shemaramoth, and Jehael, and Mattathiah, and Eliab, and Benaiah, and Obed-Edom, and Jael with psalteries and with harps. But Asaph made a sound with cymbals. Benaiah also, and Jehaziel, the priest, with trumpets continually before the Ark of the Covenant of God. Then on that day David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Israel, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Be mindful always of his covenant, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, even of the covenant which he made with Abraham, 
and of his oath unto Isaac, and hath confirmed the same to Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, Unto thee will I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. When ye were but few, even a few, and strangers in it, and when they went from nation to nation, and from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Sing unto the Lord all the earth, and show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, he also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor in his presence, strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable, that it be not moved. Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice. And let men say among the nations, The Lord reigneth. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice in all that is therein. Then shall the trees of the woods sing out at the presence of the Lord, because he cometh to judge the earth. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, Save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us together, and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. So he left them before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Asaph and his brethren, to minister before the ark continually, as every day's work required. And Obed-Edom, with their brethren, threescore and eight, Obed-Edom, also the son of Jedithan and Hosah, to be porters. And Zadok the priest and his brethren the priest, before the tabernacle of the Lord in the high place that was at Gibeon, to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord upon the altar of the burnt offering continually morning and evening, and to do according to all that is written in the law of the Lord, which he commanded Israel. And with them Heman and Jedithan and the rest that were chosen, who were expressed by name to give thanks to the Lord, because his mercy endureth forever. And with them Heman and Jedithan with trumpets and cymbals for those that should make a sound, and with musical instruments of God, and the sons of Jedithan were porters. And all the people departed every man to his house, and David returned to bless his house. Well, finally, the ark gets a home. When the job's done, David distributes food, a full meal to everyone. Then the big song of thanksgiving, sung by his newly formed men's ensemble, headed up by Asaph. The song begins in verse 8 and ends in verse 36 with, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. It's a song that recounts the covenant between God and Israel and invokes the names of Abraham and Jacob in the lyrics. The album goes super platinum, still being played today as a matter of fact. Of course, when the king writes a song and has it sung by special singers before the people, what else are the song critics going to say? Job complete. The ark is now in Jerusalem. It should be noted that verses 39 and 40 clearly indicate that the tabernacle is now residing in Gibeon. That's the original tabernacle. Since the ark had been removed from the tabernacle back in Eli's day in 1 Samuel chapter 4, 
it had never been returned to that tabernacle. And now, it's still not returned to the tabernacle, but instead it resides in a special place in Jerusalem prepared by King David himself. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walter.